What's up, y'all? Thank you for listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. My name is Dominique, and I am your host. And I want to let you know that everybody in your circle is not in your corner, and that's okay. I'm going to say that again. Everybody that is in your circle is not in your corner. Let's talk about it. There is an important lesson that I think that we all have to learn, and that is that there are some people in your circle that are not in your corner, and there is a difference. Um, In thinking through how we even get the concept of a posse or a crew or a circle, Sometimes they happen organically, where people with shared interests, people who are related to one another, uh, come together, and there's a lot of synergy and energy that means that we kick it. And then there are other times when your circle is the product of the people that you select. I think we expect when... Uh, our circle is made up of people um, who we inherit as a result of being connected to people, we can expect that not everybody in our circle, you know, is somebody that we can trust, that will be loyal to us. But sometimes we kind of lose our footing uh, in our thinking when it comes to circles that we identify, like people that we pick, right? We make the assumption that people that we pick are going to be loyal to us and that we're never going to have to worry about them betraying us. And that's not always true. There are some people that are in your circle that are not there for what you might consider to be a benefit, right? They might be there... Um, because God has placed them there for a season or for the purpose of teaching a lesson uh, or uh, for the purpose of growing us or maturing us in certain areas for which we are not matured. Jesus is the ultimate example of this, right? He made the selection of 12 men to follow him. He created for himself a circle. He handpicked a circle of people to be with him. And I was reading the word, and I think it's interesting that Jesus, knowing the plot of his life, like identifying people to be around him that, for all intents and purposes, he could not completely trust. Like Jesus endured as a result of his selection, some of the hardest lessons about friendship and companionship. And guess what? He did it for our sake. And one example is when Jesus knows the trajectory of his life, he knows that he is walking in a season of painful purpose. 
he knows what is going to be happening next for him because he said that he came to do the will of his father and he is preparing for what's to come. And the Bible says, I think this is in John, the 12th chapter or such, the Bible says that he, knowing the time, pours some water in a basin with the intention of washing his disciples' feet. And one of his disciples, Peter, for which we all can identify with, Peter was that uh, disciple who did not have an internal filter, just said whatever was on his heart and his mind. Like we can all really identify with Peter if you're the type of person that just does what you feel. Like Peter was me. <laughs> Peter uh, knew how to like step up and ask the hard questions and to be a pure reflection of what it means to be like pure passion. So Jesus is getting ready to wash feet. And Peter was like, you're the son of God. Like you're Jesus. You're not going to wash my feet. Like I, if anything, I will be washing your feet. And Jesus has this very interesting dialogue with him. He says, oh, well, if you're going to roll with me, if you're going to be in fellowship with me, central to this relationship is me washing your feet. And so Peter was like, okay, well, if fellowship and relationship, and I'm paraphrasing y'all, but if fellowship and relationship means that you wash my feet, then, hey, wash my hands, wash my hair, wash my leg. I mean, you know, if, if, if the manifestation of me being with you is that you wash my feet, then God, whatever you need to wash, clean up. I mean, Peter was like, listen, I got the game plan. I want to be clean and I want to be with you. And Jesus was like, well, wait a minute. I never said you weren't clean. <laughs> like, 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 I, never said, I never said I was washing your feet because you were clean. Uh, he said, I, you, 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 you're, you're good, Peter. Uh, but then he turns around and he's like, now everybody here is clean. <laughs> let me be, let, let, let me be clear with you. Like, you, you, you cool, Peter, but not everybody here is clean. And I thought to myself, like, wow, what a powerful lesson that Jesus had a circle of people around him and not all of them were in his corner. There was a Judas that Jesus handpicked for himself. Do you hear what I'm saying? There was a Judas that Jesus handpicked for himself that was not in his corner. And Jesus realized that he had a Judas. But the thing I love about Jesus is that he did not decide that he would not wash Judas's feet. Judas, I'm certain, had his feet lined up just like the rest of them. And I think that that's interesting because if Jesus could wash Judas's feet, even though he knew that he would betray him, what is Jesus communicating to those of us who follow him even today? What's God's expectation for us when we work in or on teams where Everybody supports us, but there's that hater that wants our position or wants our job. What's God's uh, mindset around how we should interact with the person at church that doesn't want to see us thrive and do well? Like, what's what's God's 
mindset when we're in um, sibling rivalry and competition and, and what is God, how does God want us to respond to people that are in our circle but are not in our corner? And, 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 and why wouldn't Jesus just pick 12 people he could trust? Why wouldn't, why didn't, he's, he's all-knowing and all-powerful, and even he had people in his circle that were not in his corner. Listen, you don't have to feel bad about the fact that sometimes we make the poor and the wrong decisions when we are identifying people to be our friends. We don't, and Jesus was very intentional. Listen, important to Jesus's purpose was somebody who was a critic of him. Do you hear what I'm saying? Important to Jesus living out his God-given purpose with somebody that did not mean good for him. And I know that sometimes in this in, in this um, cancel culture that we um, are, we want to keep our crew small. We want to eliminate the distractions. We want to cut people off as soon as they show signs that they um, are not good for us. That, that's, how, that's our natural nature. We want to manage um, our, our, the, the, the people around us. We want to keep our circle tight. We want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. We're doing analysis of who paid and who didn't pay, who, who, who came to our kids' um, baby shower and who didn't, who supported the game and who did we always want to keep tabs on like if everybody contributing equally is everybody contributing according to their capacity like is everybody on the same page can i trust everybody jesus knew that not everybody in his circle he could trust but he did not deny judas the opportunity to have his feet washed even though he knew judas's intention i love that so there are three things that i just want to highlight that really stuck out to me and this is in john 12 i probably should like be able to be like go to go with me to you know such and such this is john 14 okay no this is john 12 but it, it's very interesting that i'm sorry it's john 13. <laughs> john 13. jesus demonstrates three really important things number one jesus says i want you to watch me this is what jesus is saying to us i want you to watch me focus on the promise and not the people sometimes we are so caught up and what people are doing around us and what people are saying around us and how people are acting around us that we take our focus off of what God has called us to do and who God has called us to be. So Jesus is, is saying, hey, my children, watch me live through a season with a circle of people that are supposed to be for me, but a circle of people who... Um, is comprised of some folk that don't have my best interests at heart. And watch me walk in purpose with my focus not on the people. I love that, right? Because you're not going to be able to control all the people around you all the time. You can't pick colleagues. You can't pick 
family members, you can't pick who you go to church with. I mean, sure, you can leave a job or ignore a family member or change churches, sure. But in some seasons of your life, you're not going to be able to do that. So Jesus says, when you can't make a determination, when you can't select where you're going to be or what you're going to be doing, you need to focus on the promise and not the people. That's number one. Number two, Jesus poured water in the basin, even though he knew he was going to be washing the feet of somebody that he could not trust. He did that, right? And I want to submit to you that when you are, uh, when you got people in your circle that are not in your corner, you cannot treat them differently, right? When it comes to the purpose for which you have been called to do. Listen, that coworker, that family member, that person that is on the auxiliary and in the ministry that you lead, you cannot treat them differently. You have to do just like we watch Jesus doing. Our ultimate example, when he poured the water, he poured it with the intention of taking care of everybody that was in his circle right he wasn't he, he wasn't like I, i'm i'm a, i'm a, i'm gonna wash this fool's feet but but then the third thing though that i think is really important is that jesus kept his eyes open when he's talking to peter he he knew and the scripture says that he knew that judas was going to betray him when he was doing it so listen just because i'm a christian right doesn't mean i'm stupid doesn't mean you can pull the wool over my eyes. Doesn't mean that I don't see that you're mistreating me. Like when God tells me to turn the other cheek, he's telling me to be intentional about the fact that I know that you have poor intention. He's saying make a decision to disregard the intention because of the purpose. Jesus's purpose, Jesus's central purpose was to die on the cross for our sins. On his road to dying on the cross, he had a Judas, central, almost central to the sacrifice um, that he would be making, he had to make a decision. And I think we shouldn't be alarmed when there are people that are in our circle, that are not in our corner. Because if Jesus had to endure that, guess what? So can we. And he gives us everything that we need to do that. He's not going to leave you empty-handed in your pursuit to live righteously in a season where there are some people that do not have your best intentions abreast. Right? And so if Jesus could do it, he is your savior. He said that you are more than um, just God's son, that you are his brother, that you are his sister, that you are his friend. And friends take care of each other. Listen, if you ever had a friend that you could count on, Jesus is that friend. Jesus is that friend. Jesus is that friend. So be encouraged. I hope this encouraged you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you like what you heard, please share with someone else. Encourage others to listen and have a beautiful day. I love if you just subscribe. I love if you let me a comment and let me know that you listen to it. Send me a text, whatever it is. I hope this encouraged you. God bless. Season with soul, with soul.
What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Saul, the podcast. Mm-hmm.